0: And I have to take a minute to set up Brockfin as well. Hello, hello, welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. My name is Beth Martins. I am here with hereditary signatory and inherent chief JD Anderson from here in Manitoba. I am going to set up Brockfin where all my good people are and uh it's it's highly likely that we are censored on youtube today actually the moment that we put up the interview it got censored so but it there's still a chance that it's going to run and um, we have lots of people in the comments maybe someone can let us know if if youtube is actually running or not and actually i can check that too so just give us one minute while we're setting up and we will get started i will introduce my honored guest today. And let's see what happens with YouTube, if this is running or not. It's uh, just timing. Oh, look at that, look at that actual YouTube brand. So good, there was some magic. Prayer works, (laughs) I tell you, that's so great. Good to know. Okay, so we are up on all streams. Hello, Isness, nice to see you. We're live on Rockfin. Uh, Here is the Rockfin link, by the way, if anybody wants to go over to an uncensored platform. My name is Beth Martins if you don't already know me, I am a purpose archetype and business coach helping people to uh, first discover what they are here to do because these times are very intense and and people are thrown into confusion. They don't know what they should be doing. They don't know what sacred purpose looks like right now. So I help with that. Uh, many people are losing their jobs and needing to build out a business and be independent in, in what they are doing. I also help people do that. So you can visit my web, my website, BethMartins.com, to uh, learn more about that. and. Without further, or further ado, I'm going to introduce Mr. J.D. Anderson. Actually, Mr. probably doesn't belong there. I know that doesn't work in law either. He is, as you can see from the title, an inherent signatory and hereditary chief here in Manitoba. We have the great pleasure of hosting or not hosting you, but that you you live here on Manitoba soil. Right now, you're on an uh, undisclosed location somewhere else, and that's uh, that's totally fine. But we had the pleasure of sitting down for an in-person meeting, and uh, that was very special to me, by the way. I, I was, was uh, very profoundly affected by our meeting and just being with you. I cried like a baby after. <laughs> There's something just, you know, it's so everything's so big right now. And uh, so just to tell you a little bit about JD before we get started... Uh, In addition to standing at the helm of the freedom movement for his people and all nations, uh, J.D. Anderson is also an engineer aide with Department of Highways. He's a self-employed contractor, businessman, lobbyist, advisor to many municipal and provincial MLAs, and has sat on various boards and positions as uh, an advisor and held stewardship, stewardship for MGEU, which I actually don't know what that means, advisor to redrafting articles. But if you want to say more about that, you can. Uh, he has been involved in redrafting the 1982 Canadian Constitution. He's one of only two individuals to have passed a private member's bill without holding a seat in the provincial legislature. Uh, he ran in uh, both provincial and municipal elections as well. He is an advisor to many Indigenous organizations. He sat on the board of the Pritchard House for 13 years, headed up the board of uh, Winnipeg Native Alliance advisor to the Aboriginal Council, Council and Mumaway. And in the late 80s, was Urban Chief of Winnipeg, co-founder with Eric Robinson, Tribal Council, endorsed by AMC, other long-term traditional ceremonial culture keepers of sacred ways, cultural keepers of sacred ways. So welcome, J.D. I'm so glad to have you here today.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you. And do you want to say a little bit more about who you are? I read. I read your your bio. Uh, you, you know what led you to this moment in history. What do you feel like? Uh, where did it all start for
1: you? I believe it was the inclusion with uh, AMC and AFN uh, back and in f- the early '80s, and also a little bit of uh, my background was in, in the Indian Brotherhood as. Uh, uh, youth and uh, getting to know some of the people, the players inside there, and what the the issues were regarding our First Nations people. Uh, from that, I had a little bit of the understanding, but uh, and would make uh, trips and to be involved uh, in those affairs of acknowledgement and and awareness. Uh, from that point on, I had uh, a basic understanding when when uh, I became involved with AMC, but also I had to clean up my own act and that had to be contingent upon uh, rerouting re- myself to to my cultural awarenesses. And that took uh, some time, but it still continues today, uh, as most people find out as they journey down that, that spiritual pathway. Uh, from that I was uh, involved with uh, creating uh, solutions for mamaway with uh, wayne helgeson back in the in 82 uh, at about the same time uh, and uh, was asked to be involved in creating solutions for the city of winnipeg which was known as uh uh oh, it's going to create a lapse inside my mind. Anyways, we designed <laughs> programs uh, for for the local people to come together, uh, and uh, I set down uh, a process a protocol in which opened the doors for awareness for people to see who I was, and and uh, became inclu- inclusionary in in the direction of the politics within the municipal uh, in the city of Winnipeg, as well as the province later on
0: very good and uh, so i've been to a number of the rallies that the indigenous warriors have hosted which is would you call that the name of your of your organization the name of your movement who have been leading the charge not just for indigenous peoples but for as as you would say all nations so how did how did that come about? And and also I'd love to know that, uh, or or I I understand that you're extremely knowledgeable in in uh, law and government affairs. And so how is all of that coming together here in Manitoba?
1: Uh, that process uh, was uh, entered into by a young men that wanted to push forward uh, the movement uh, on a. Uh, on a walking or a a rally scale uh, by uh, Clinton Abbas and a few others that uh, expressed their concern towards that process of movement. So it wasn't uh, just myself, there were many other players and uh, later on uh, became involved with uh, with movers and shakers. Uh, We all know Johnny R and uh, of course Candace was uh, quite involved uh, and uh, many others across this nation i wanted to bring awareness and so joint efforts came together and everything has moved forward from that process the central fact is there needs to, there needed to be a, a connection to to a lot of the issues and concerns with regards to the missing and murdered indigenous women as well as uh, all all uh, all children's lives matter in in many scenarios when we look at, at every essence of what we're facing today, mm-hmm. not only First Nations, but the, all nations mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and their children.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, this is considered to be what we're going through right now, uh, the second genocide of the Indigenous peoples, and of course, all peoples at the same time. Would, would you agree with that?
1: I'd agree with that mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's plain as day what's what's happening on the reserves. I mean, we're hearing a lot of stories. It's it's difficult in the internet to to even know what's true and what's not true. But uh, apparently, some very scary things are happening in Saskatchewan. Do you do you know anything about that? If if those stories, people are literally running into the into the forest with their children, is is what uh, we're hearing through the grapevine. Is that, that, is that your understanding? Is it that bad?
1: I would like to speculate that it, uh, it wouldn't be a true fact until it's checked out mm-hmm. whole in its whole factor. Now, if the Canadian Armed, armed Forces are up there or, or set factions of, of that, uh, that process uh, and they're in and around the area, it would uh, lend credibility uh, to to support that. That was the process that they used uh, when uh, uh, taking our ancestors and putting them into residential schools, and and we have seen what the that process towards genocidal movement uh, was occurring. And when we start uh, seeing in its real nature that there. That the children were were uh, quite obviously buried with a in those schoolyards, uh, and should never have been uh, there. Should not have been any any deaths uh, that occurred in that that type of quantity or that type of measure. So it, it's uh, understandable to to see where the fears could come out and and be expressed in such manner. Uh, we're hoping that it's not, but yeah, uh, trusting the way things have been in the historical past, it just might be that as well. So,
0: right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. What was the last thing you said?
1: We we have to check it out in
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, mm-hmm. its whole whole context. I know that uh, sometimes things can get uh, escalated, and and uh, everybody has uh, a spin on things. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the people's uh, sake, I. I'd like to believe that it it isn't so, and yet it may be. So Mm -hmm. yeah, anybody that has abilities to travel up there or or get into around those areas and check out there, see if there's any movement from from, uh, external forces, please let us know.
0: Yes, definitely. And uh, so you have um, a story that I've heard you tell in person with me in a few different places, so I hope I'm not out of turn in asking about it, but you have a special experience being knighted. Would you like to tell that story?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit humorous. Uh, I, I sent this letter to, to Her Majesty in 2011, and what it what it was was, was the Rupert's Land, and uh, it was notarized. Uh, and so, upon remittance, I didn't think too much of it, other than the fact that we went to Florida and were brought back uh, upon our return under high security and and flown directly in to we- Winnipeg and. And sat down without any question. The uh, other factor was that uh, th- our leaders were sent back to to get their affairs in order. They weren't allowed to participate in, in the G- I believe it was G seven at that time. Uh, in two thousand twelve. But that that following spring, uh, I can't can't say for sure what what date it was. I'd have to check with my sister on that. But my mother had called and said that she was fearful because there was a night outside. And I'm uh, busy uh, doing a few things through through my daily routine. And I didn't think too much of it, but she would phone every, every so often. I thought, well, my mom might be twisting a bit here. I'm not too sure, but I sort of let it go for, for a few hours. And then finally there was a pleading, this individual still sitting on a horse. And I said, a horse? And she says, yes. And he's got a great big spear. And I said, well, hang on. Has there been any problems? And she says, No he just sitting here so i said well i'll be right there i'm i'm close to the area so i drove over and sure enough i walked up to her and the individual on the horse was dressed up in in uh, as a knight and had everything on and was sitting upon the horse and so i walked over and he he addressed me as asked me if that was my mother and I said yes it is and he said are you J.D. Anderson and I said yes I am and he says well would you take one knee and and he put the sword down on, on both sides of my my shoulders I, I was hesitant and a little bit reluctant but in so doing I asked him what what he was doing he said he was riding across the nation on behalf of the realm as it was supposed to have been done and he said, thank you, and then left. That was and great. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So did you understand that you had been knighted, or was that knowledge no. that came? No. And, and is there not, like, official, uh, you know, paperwork and everything? Because that comes direct from the Queen, does it not? It does. Yeah. 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 And then, how do you reconcile that because of the queen's involvement in in the the, the genociding of of uh, of the indigenous people, right? So, is that is that not a conflict there?
1: Uh, as I'd mentioned in in our meeting, that I'd met with Prince Charles in in the mid nineties, was given the opportunity to spend a day with my children with him, and uh, I had disclosed at that time that I had. had access to knowledge that Canada was out of order. And that's these two documents.
0: Okay, hold it up for a second. I'm going to enlarge the screen so people can see. Okay, thank you. I can't read it from here either, but...
1: (laughs) anyway, it's a supplement charter, and what it refers to is the, the Hudson's Bay Company's Sales agreement of Rupert's Land to Canada. Yeah, which was endeavored upon in, in 1867, and they were looking for a ratification by 1869. Now, the reason I I say that this is the pro or the the purpose is right inside here is a date of. Of the 29th of November, 1869, and I made reference to it when I I uh, presented the the claim uh, that Canada was out of order with respect to to their dealings with First Nations, and uh, upon return of the the reply of of the letter from Her Majesty, as you can see, the date is November 29th, 2011. Okay. Which is, which is a reference to that being, we understand if you've got this document, it'll refer to this date in question. And what this supplement states is that these this awareness that it was not dated nor was it signed by by uh, the sovereigns uh, of uh, Britain with regards to the ongoing process of the sale and that that was their understanding that it was Canada was uh, gifted with the opportunity for a duty of care for the First Nations people across this nation. And the governance was to be developed in, on, the, on the basis of understanding between both factions of the, that ordinance. And in doing so, the First Nations would have the right and it's written right in the constitutions that there was an outstanding debt that was owed and uh, the Indian Act was created so that First Nations would have the right to develop their own governance. And that's where all of the provinces were were taken into that faction and were allowed to develop that practice on behalf of First Nations. And so that's why we were, were rallying around the legislative buildings in each province. Uh, it's a the fact that they were culpable in in the whole process of of uh, taking the children and putting them into into the, the Indian residential schools for the basis of money and for also for the land that each individual carries with their name as a corporation or an entity to that fact. So one has to look at it and follow the money. It's the uh, Bono perspective of, of law. Uh, when what they, does that uh, mean? Cue bono? is follow the money. Okay. <laughs> there
0: you go. Good. After all this uh, time in law, you haven't even heard that. Yep. Follow the money. Exactly. And uh, it's it's so strange to me because our uh, perpetrators actually, you know, print money. They don't need money. So it, it's, it's interesting, but it, but it is the lure for everybody down the chain. So it, it still very much applies. cubono I will remember that. And um, so what is your take on the UN agenda that is happening? Of course, not um, just in one culture, but in, in all cultures of the world right now.
1: It uh, creates a measure uh, of uh, opportunity to be the side or, or hooked, uh, to evolve into other measures of control. Uh, when we it was originally pushed forward uh, by many of the, the Commonwealth nations, and and that uh, it was intended to, to procure, a, an order of distinctions for, for all original peoples of their territories or their lands. That, Wherever they resided, and from that, there had to be an ownership perspective with respect to to their lands and questions, and, and able to maintain because we had to look at the trickery that was used throughout the many different takeovers of the countries with regards to their socio-economic perspectives and what the what could be utilized. At a, that for many people was uh, mass populations for for lower wages and and what have you in using their their uh, development process and in, in many situations uh, whether it was for for work in the fields and and elsewhere or close to minimal minima, minimal slavery is what it should be considered as but, we see that uh, it was a way for them to, to prosper, and to, to gain a foothold. Uh, but there were there were many many wrongdoings in that whole process. Today we see it as a land grab. We see it happening, and different factions are playing a role in in that process uh, under under various patterns. So if we follow the money in those issues, we can clearly see it happening in and uh, the different uh, societal factions that are benefiting from, from those factors that are coming into the, into that uh, area of, uh, of recognition.
0: Okay, and, and so do you see the UN agenda and, and UNDRIP, with a, which I think you're describing right now, right? The United Nations Declaration yeah. of Rights on, of Indigenous Peoples. Uh, do you see the UN agenda and UNDRIP as the same thing?
1: it it's pretty close to the same thing There, there okay. is there's, there's that borderline of control that uh should never sway over 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 certain lines of measurements when we're looking at this from a, an original people's perspective but there are always other factions that want to play the leading role from behind the scenes as well in directing that process into another format of uh, of control
0: right right and so most people have the illusion that uh, canada is a country it's a, it's a, a land mass do you want to talk about what what canada isn't and uh, and and where potential ownership of land actually lies i'm also very curious about uh, my understanding, now you know I'm, I'm not super knowledgeable, but I, I did study cross-cultural uh, indigenous cultures in in my undergrad degree. and the concept of, of land ownership is not there, right? Isn't Isn't that the reason that that, that um, indigenous peoples were fooled in the first place because they literally didn't have the idea of land ownership? Uh, isn't it more like, for example, in the Christian faith where it's about it's about land stewardship? right? Taking care of God's creation, managing the resources and the abundance that's there.
1: That is the the intent of, of most of the treaties, but it also said that we would share in a good way, peace order and good governance of 1763 B and Act. And uh, so those intents were there and cannot be abrogated or degraded. So no province or municipality has the right to come in and and create their own ordinances or their laws that will affect First Nations or their people in any way, shape, or form with regards to their movement on on the land. We were we had hunting grounds. We had uh, places that uh, we were allowed to travel. We were a part of the the trade. Uh, we owned uh, let's say the canoes, the paddles, uh, and also the protection of the people when they were trading in, in certain areas, we were obligated to take care of them in a good way. Uh, so therefore the Jade treaties played the big role in those processes. Canada doesn't accept them because they're, they're not ratified. The, uh, and that's been the whole problem of of the Canadian Constitution, although it uh, it's been drafted in uh, I believe uh, 2019. There's a five-year notwithstanding clause. Uh, if uh, it's shown that there's discontent from 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 any of the people, or or on behalf of the people, and that's what the, my letter to the the, cre- the Queen. Uh, this past past couple of weeks was about it outlines that that uh, that uh, we're discontented with, with what is happening today and what has happened in the past, and these things need to be addressed uh, with respect to to better resolves for for Canada's uh, nation. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. that, in a nutshell, is uh, what this whole movement is all about. Uh, the people need to need to come to the, the proper awareness that we c- we can help address these scenarios from a sovereign to sovereign basis. They thought they'd wipe us out, but uh, here I am, and and uh, many others along the way that have inherent rights but not a, not a signatory right. Uh, that was developed by my process uh, by being involved in in the 1982 redrafting of the constitution with uh, other factions uh, of notability we, within our, our area. My fa- Some were my family me- members, others were people within the community of Winnipeg uh, when we sat down and began the process.
0: Yeah, and that was exactly my next question. I was gonna see if you could unpack the words for us, inherent, signatory, and hereditary. And how that might uh, be oh we we'll got maybe a little bit that's okay. Call coming through or something. And um uh, yeah, if you if you don't mind to explain what those words mean as as a title for yourself and uh, and, and individually, but also put together, is there something? Because I know that uh, you know there's there's um, you're you're not a and I I apologize for saying this in a in a clumsy way, but you're not a regular chief, <laughs> you're a special chief, and so do you want to enlighten us as to what your title means?
1: What it is is. Uh... <clears throat> I have a right to approach the the British uh, monarchy on a sovereign to sovereign nation basis and inform them of what is happening here in in Canada and with the people or any of their discontent in this and uh, I wrote it it was it is with grave discord that it that it must now be expressed by this notice of intent in in concordances with regarding the many discontentednesses of our original people, inclusive of the many descendants and relations and supporters who continue to be molested, abused, and absolved of many of the of our freedoms, rights, and privileges, that the many guiles of trickery and the process designed, directly intent on absolving distinct rights and actions which to the government, which the government of Canada and the provinces territories continue to permits and promotes undue actions of duress, promoting directives of discord towards violence by and of escalating unjust actions and acts that, that are harmful to our First Nations people and others that are, are living or residing in Canada. So that was the, the first inter, First paragraph. And the third one was, whereas I, Joseph Darrell Anderson, was working as a participant in redrafting of Canada's 1982 constitution process with different parties involved in the agreement in principle which was inclusive of the POG, which refers to peace order and good governance principles respective to all ab- aboriginal people and mainly to the the nineteen or the seventeen sixty three BNA A of North America. And whereas it must be noted about the main factor of the intergenerationally of all the all of my original bloodline of distinct sovereignty. Previous treaties prior to 1867 and referred to as Indian territories in the plains westward is indicative that my forefathers still hold, held and hold sanctions of nation to nation protocols, inherent wintering hunting grounds and the plains west, which are quite distinctly inherent rights to the lands and to the many tribes and the many nations of the original peoples uh, and their many descendants, as many were were sent northward by sitting boat and the Grand Council to seek sanctuary and protection north of the medicine line, which, which is the international boundary with my, my past ancestral chieftain lineages. Those privileges which were granted by lord morris as it was as it is on record by by the sturgeon creek church notice to the british empire of that era as well so i had to include that uh, so that they can check on that and see that it was my inherent people that were that the all of the people uh, from down south were sent up here to be protected and wintered through that time of uh, discourse Now, whereas many of the treaty fiduciary trusts have and are being manipulated, even broken by the many obtuse fractions and processes of injustice, much which must be addressed first and foremost by the nation of nations and and of the original people in good counsel and with respect to to and regarding the many injustices of those, those still outstanding and for the proper accountability for all rights, freedoms and liberties, which are now being infringed upon and breached still to this day. And I continued that uh, into inclusion of holding us all harmless when we rise up with regards to our rights and freedoms and liberties with, with and upon these great nation of, of Canada and North America.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and, and that was actually what I wanted to ask you next. What does freedom and sovereignty mean to you? And uh, how does that involve the, the whole legal side and the birth certificate? As you know, you might know, we've been into studying the law this past year as you looking for, OK, what are what are the ways that first of all, are they breaking their own laws and especially God's law? right? And, and that's, that's in my eyes, that's where we hold true authority. So what does freedom and sovereignty mean to you?
1: Sovereignty is the, the freedom of choice, the freedom of free will, to do the next right thing. Ah. When, when we're under creator's law, we're respectful towards all others and, and all things around us. And when we include that with love and the, the seven sacred teachings, we're under that understanding that it, it comes from the heart to the head and thought process, and then we, we exude that outward. The basic thing that many people in this great nation and around the world are lacking in understanding and in their own awareness is how that process works uh, first, must we, we all must learn to love ourselves before we can love others. And uh, the actions that we take are based on, on good moral fiber and good moral understanding of ourselves towards others. Uh, lack, lack of power was always our dilemma as individuals on any nation, and that's why we've always had war and factions. And then when we mix it up with uh from, a, from a, a, a non-spiritual to a spiritual condition, it can be warped and twisted. So we have to be of good understanding of where, where our own moral fabrications come from and our own values before we move forward in, in bringing that out to, to a better understanding. Those that understand it are awake and know of these and the, there are many good factions, in all factions, of spiritual well-being through churches and in uh, other other venues that are are to be accepted on this nation, and was expressed in, the, in that first BNA act. So we have to be open to 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 the processes, and we must. Also, when we're following the money, we look at our own, our own people and how they've evolved into their, their religions and their beliefs systems as well. So we have to be respectful towards that. The other process is that there, there's been a, a deep negative rapport that's been created by, by learned processes uh, that are dystopic in nature and uh I, I'm referring to sometimes the many of the elected chiefs in the councils that have fallen under the electoral process as we as we've seen it in our own own making of voting and and uh, as citizens of, of the nation it's not always well when they get get into those elected places in power and then it's misused in it in an inappropriate manner. So we have to look at those processes. Inherent people are traditional people that follow the original ways of their ancestral actions in the past historically all the way back to the ancient diocese of, of the land and time. So when we look at those perspectives they're always based on 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 their beliefs and their, their natural abilities and their understanding to, the, to what was evolved as, as uh, spiritual beliefs in, in, in good standing and uh, that they would do no harm to each other themselves or, or the people around them and that they would live in peace with each other that was the intent of the of, of the people on this great nation and the whole process of, of living in peace, order and, and good governance as we, we flowed through into this process. So when it's embedded in our in our treaties, it's embedded in in our constitutions that gave us our freedoms and our free will. And, Nobody has that right to go against that, or should be going against those principalities of understanding. That we're free to make our choices in a, in our own own life and liberties, so that we can we can live in peace with ourselves and with others and in our surroundings. Uh, it's
0: yeah, it's so simple. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, yeah, uh, have have a question.
0: Sure, yeah, so um, are there other inherent chiefs in Canada as well? <clears throat> and uh, why are we not hearing from them? I'm also very curious about uh, your your status. My understanding, cr- please correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have diplomatic immune- immunity. And so could you speak about that a little bit?
1: But that was in, in, uh, included in one of the paragraphs towards the, the 2011. And I realize that the government of Canada will never make things right, just or fair for our people. So I must declare my leadership and ask that the British Crown to assist me in holding the government of Canada accountable by assigning me diplomatic privileges for addressing the ongoing abuse and neglect with with respect to the many trespasses against we, your Indian citizens of Canada. As the colonized world sits on the brink of chaos, it is time to put into practice some of these sacred traditional ways my people had of living in peace and harmony with our environment. I look forward to hearing from you on this urgent matter. Ubi Jewish Iberimin medium, and that's come and sit with us for attaining a true and positive law process. Uh, and then I signed it. To, Okima chief Joseph Darrell Anderson. Uh, and then it was attested to and sworn in. Uh, so that gives,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And does it give you the freedom to to do the work that you need to do to cross borders right now, like during a pandemic? Uh, we have a lot of restrictions now without uh, the, the, I'll just call it VPAS so we don't get too censored on this. Uh, you know, you can't even get on a plane in Canada anymore. It's unbelievable how it's... So, so, so are you able to move freely right now?
1: As far as I know, if, uh, when I approached the police in, in uh, Alberta and told them to step aside when they were trying to take one of the individual's uh, automobiles, uh, I've dealt with uh, those types of affairs in uh, in Manitoba as well and uh, other other areas that this is Indian territory, still is and still will be. Uh, we're not uh, giving that up uh, with regards to the constitutional process. The other fact is that there are other inherents and they're all located on, on the unceded territories of, of, uh, of Rupert's land and BC but they, they haven't that this distinction to be able to move forward. So I'm extending my hand to the, to the rest of the inherents, and uh, that's one of the reasons uh, I'm making my way into, into the territories. And it's upon invitation and upon uh, respect of uh, concordance that we'll move forward and bring about this opportunity to, as a joint nation be able to address all of all of the scenarios that we move forward uh, in creating that coalition of a, of a eventful measures
0: so. thank you for that so I have to imagine that your role is very difficult and that you're dealing with so many moving parts and uh, you know there's not only conflict with perpetrators but there's there's always conflict in and amongst you know the the people it's almost like the the controllers really don't even have to do much to us sometimes because we cause all of our own trouble and it, it, this is the king hero's journey podcast right and it's the hero's journey and the the heroes are always reluctant to come to their their role. They're they're often not putting up their hands saying, like, okay, God pick me. I'm gonna lead the people and go through all of this conflict and this endless, tireless work how do you how do you receive your calling is it are you are you fully at peace and and acceptance with it or and this is very personal so so feel free not to ask but but in in your relationship with creator how how does that conversation go are you because you know sometimes for me it's like god are you kidding me you are you you're asking me to do this i i don't you know, I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not experienced enough, or whatever kind of reasons that uh, that we can give not to follow this sacred purpose. But I'm I'm very curious if if there, you have anything to share about that, because as as an example to others, right? This is one of the hopes with with this program that, or not program. I'll call it uh, podcast is a better word, is to inspire those kings in the making, right? I think that um, especially men need to come forward. It is, it's very, you know, we, we um, did an action the other day and all of our men disappeared. How, how did that happen? It's not a call against them, but it is definitely time for men such as yourself to step into leadership in a powerful way. How do you navigate that role?
1: Oh, how do we answer something that uh, the simplicity is if we're, we're at peace within ourselves, it comes from journeying. In, in trust within the, in a power greater than ourselves, and uh, mankind was given that that ordinance to develop that process. Our seven sacred laws take us through that conditioning and that allowance, uh, as well as many church factions have gone through, but they fell back on on the uh, ability to move forward from their own pinnacle temples within inside of themselves. That journey from the heart to the head in the mind outward. Many times that uh, we question ourselves and their strengths and our beliefs. But the underlying factor is, is how much do we believe in ourselves personally, as well as in our creator, because that's where the reliance is. So we go back to that and what our values that that must be first and foremost, in any direct relation that we have in protecting our ourselves, our, our loved ones, and uh, our, mainly our children and our bloodlines that follow us. So what am I, mm-hmm. I doing here? I, I'm simply carrying on what was asked of me to, to protect the rights of our children for the next seven generations. And that's always been a part of our code of, of ethics uh, when we start walking the right red path.
0: Yeah, it's a tall order. Do you ever want
1: to quit? Not, not so much as uh, there's been a lot of confusion at times in my own mind. <laughs> That's created a defensiveness, but it uh, has always come back to the fact that it's in the best order of, of uh, gratis that we can extend, especially for me, for my children and and, uh, and their grandchildren, and the grandchildren that uh, be after that, uh, it's what what example that that can be set right here, right now, and we can always change that at, at any time in our lives. That that process or procession of thought can can be redefined and co-created when our beliefs are, are put into their proper persa- perspectives.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. I love that and so i've heard you from the stage talk about uh adopting people into uh now you, again please correct me so i apologize if i'm getting it wrong but uh that that you have the ability to adopt them into sovereignty into a sovereign nation is that is that true or and, or what do you mean by that
1: everybody that comes on board in the belief system that we can co-create a, a nation to nation basis in and- the for a better nation it will be a part of a tribunal system and in that order it's the belief system that that creates that tribunal procession and when people fall under that or they sign on to to an ordinance then there's the living fact in in itself that that becomes the the co-founding mechanism So, when we say that, okay, we had so many voters that went out to vote in this past election, and in order to show, we have to to bring out about anywhere from a third to to a half of that voting populace to show justification that there needs to be changed, changes made with respect to to our own potential views and, and outcomes. We're not voting in a dictatorship. We're voting in a right of privilege to speak on our behalf. That we, the people, are the people that are are putting the, those processes into the controlled aspects for better solutions and better results regarding us as individuals on the on this nation. And uh, that's what the clans people did. That's what the the clans mothers originatedly or, or had originally been put into place as a, as a second part of the governance, that's where the dual process came in from men being the leaders, but they would always go into council of women, elders, and even the children, as the practice was. And for all those that couldn't speak for themselves or that needed representation. So we had to sit in good council and we had to listen to what the people were saying. And so we're, the biggest question is, is the government doing that on our behalf? And I think we can all <laughs> acknowledge the fact that maybe that isn't so. So we're stepping forward as, as a council of nations uh, on behalf of the nation and and uh, asking that all people come in and support it. Uh, as I develop this process with with other adherents to bring this into proper resolve with and, and hopefully bringing the Canadian Constitution back into its proper perspective and that we can address protocols of operation. With respect to the, uh, the adoption, like I say, that, that's a tribal initiative and it can be easily included. Uh, the other fact is that I could outrightly leave as I've left that process untouched but I also made the powers to be aware that 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 is a a direction that can be quickly done. I don't want to go down that road because that also includes the process where all individuals have a right to bear arms. And we can imagine the Wild West coming back at us one more time (laughs) in that process. uh, uh, those things have to be looked at from from a proper perspective as well, and what what those would include, uh, what types of uh, recommendations and what types of uh, judicial processing would need to be done from the council itself, not from Canada. If it ever came down to it, it would fall within those parameters. Uh, so, as reasonable men and women and people of of the nation, those are some of the things that we have to look at from our own own personal safety as well as, as the future of the people in, in this great country.
0: Very good. Um, so if you have time for a couple of more questions, I know that uh, you had just an hour, so I wanna respect your time. And, and I'm curious what, what, what would your advice be to, to people about the birth certificate? Because that holds that, you know. F- uh, that straw man that that fictional uh, character that that actually doesn't exist and uh, w- what is being used based on pe- people's complete ignorance not not knowing that they are not that they're not the capital letters on their birth certificate but but they are being controlled through that account so do you have any advice to people in in gaining their sovereignty from from that in particular
1: uh those numbers will go down Enormously, what uh, those those uh, processes have been misused for for land acquisition and, and other processes of duty of care that the the prescriptions have been awarded to Canada and under their fiduciary obligations to to take care of First Nations as wards of Canada. And also to procure those opportunities in the, that same nature when you take seniors and put them into to seniors' homes and, and care facilities, they're just increasing those laws to create abidements of, of control for for those dollars as well. So if you follow the dollar distinction, it's basically, so to say, i agreed to to be able to do something of that nature. And it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, as we can see, it has been done to many First Nations and, and even the people within Canada that their their private their private uh, health and security is being breached with this, this process of inclusionary card perspective and the codex system that, that follows all of that. So, and then when it lies outside of the factor and in, in other, other venues where it can be misused or utilized, uh, utilization of all the information, the private information of the individual is uh, goes against all the factions of, of uh, proper security for, for each individual's well-being. That, that becomes a health and safety perspective uh, upon itself. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very big subject. We keep uh, trying to dig and find answers around that. And and the last question, if you have time for it now, with our, our last five minutes, I'm just curious, do you think we've been conquered by an invisible force that is not the government?
1: Not at all. Uh, it's It's been a long-time ploy and intention to to create these ideals and through the uh, internet and, and the protocol thereof for for faster and better better measures. But if we as the people take initiative and take control of that, we're in control of it as as uh, as a nation and as as the people in right of our own, own protections and uh, in protection of our own rights and values.
0: Very good. That was a fast answer. So what what would you advise to people at this stage of the game? What what would you tell them to do both both with respect to leadership if they were they're going to step in and, and lead their people also? Because we all have our own people and um, you know, compared to the, the way that we're being controlled on a worldwide basis, that's, you know, that's, that is the global agenda. There's no globe, or at least I'm going to go globe uh, like this when I speak about that. And, um, it, you know, that my understanding is that people can live freely. You know, I went camping last year, some very tiny example, and there were no park police allowed because of the the you know the whole uh, virus thing and and the people got along just fine without them we were not police we were not controlled everybody just had conversations and handled things there, there were small things that I had to talk to someone about or they talked to me about and and it was all matter of fact no big deal so is this your vision of of, of governance and and again what advice would you give people about that right now
1: well it- it's imperative that uh, we we take a look at the the proper cohabitation with with ourselves and how we treat others that within the nation, and what we expect, and how we we expect to be treated in in good orderly fashion. Uh, it's always been a, the mainframe, but when you mix other 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 processes into the play, greed, power. <laughs> alcohol (laughs) drugs it throws in a whole different mix and that's uh, of the wrong spiritual nature (laughs) so
0: yes and uh I, i don't know if you adhere to this but as the bible says we we wrestle not with uh flesh and blood but with principalities
1: for sure uh it's it's been a known fact amongst all all traditional and and people of of good sound beliefs in in their higher powers and like i was saying that's that's the essence of what we all need to get down to and uh for pushing for our proper agendas and and living and cohabitating with one another in, in uh, peaceful and rational ways of harmony
0: amazing yeah what a beautiful example because uh you know, in a time of of utmost division, this this is a message of unity, and uh, and it starts it starts within ourselves, right? That if if you yes. do the inner work, then you can do that outer work.
1: You betcha, and we see it all around that there's lots of great and good people in in this nation, and uh, we just have to appeal to them in that manner. And we know they're out there, and they're stepping forward, and uh, yes, they're fighting with their own internal. Uh, uh, belief systems, and uh, we know that they support us as well in their own special ways, and and that they they they're caught between pinnacles of uh, rights and wrongs as well. And we are we're all gifted with that knowledge that by the time we're five or six, that we we know right from wrong. So. We're supposed
0: to. <laughs> exactly. It's so simple. It's so painfully simple, right? And uh, you're getting some nice love here. So, uh, thank you so much, JD, for joining me. It's it's a um, an honor and a pleasure. I I feel uh, very happy to have had the connection with you and keep us posted, please. If there are developments, I would definitely like to hear about them and uh, ways that, that, um, you know, any direction that you have for people to, to gain their, their sovereignty, their freedom. Um, And uh, we would be most open to hearing
1: about that. Okay. Look, look forward to creating more support for this movement and, and it's hopes that uh, people will come on board and and supply those petitions uh, to show that uh, we're all united and in, in our proper perspectives of understanding with each other, and that uh, we're forming unification for the for the betterment of this nation, all as a joint uh, u- unit. Thank you.
0: Very good. Thank you so much. So I might stay on for a few minutes. I ha- I have ignored all of my uh, people in the chat, but if you need to go, I totally understand. Okay. All right. Thank you, JD. Thanks, Beth. Okay. Bye for now. Alrighty, so that worked. Good. Second time lucky. I'm I'm so glad. Very interesting uh, conversation. And uh, Darren was saying, old maps show the West parts as undiscovered maps are filled after the Romanovs took Russia and Alaska purchase of 1867. We will be a global village again. Interesting. Good, Darren. You have lots of uh, knowledge and history there. So, so good. And... Um, uh, yeah, the Tanya, the the, the, uh, the demons, they they do show up, and, and and I treat this more as a technique rather than trying to claim any fact. It's very difficult to claim fact in the realm of principalities, right? But you can treat it if you use as a technique that those uh, demons, principalities are are uh, in you, then you can deal with them. But I don't necessarily believe that to be the fact of it and i've been wrestling demons uh, pretty much every single night and god god's there like you know instantaneously it, it prayer is answered in seconds uh, so don't feel sorry for me or anything like that but uh, you know the reality of in or out or is there really in or in any out <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a thing so and uh, everyone has advice but hardly knows uh, anyone knows or speaks the truth yes true true story so um yeah they are all just claims exactly Stuart they're just they're just claims and we never made a better claim because we didn't first of all know to make a better claim and we don't know even what a better claim is because we're so we're so uh programmed to follow uh, orders and and uh you know that that desire that people have to find someone to follow. We think we want freedom, but but often the internal unconscious desire is to be controlled. So you look at somebody and you say, oh, please tell me what to do. Please give me the direction. Please uh, handle all of the details and the responsibility Right. And that in a million years is never going to happen, even if even if they say that they can handle your, uh, you know, take responsibility for you. it just simply is not it's just not true. We were all given free will, like JD was talking about, and it is a uh, it is a superpower, and it's also a weapon, right? When when it goes into the unconscious, and we and we uh, sacrifice, but but don't make sacred that will, and and we hand that over to others in the name of staying safe and surviving. Our our free will is seen to be a danger, right? I did a course on this primal power. It's at my website. If you if you click on it. And uh, the the archetype's name is the saboteur that governs. Not that governs is a w- wrong way to say it, but that uh, is in the realm of free free will. That when you awaken the saboteur, you have the full force of free will at your disposal. And we had a very interesting conversation last night about how you know because uh, there there is a, a very common perspective that comes in. Uh, We ran into it last night again, that the, um, you know, that the um, good and evil, this is very esoteric, but that, that evil came from God and God is using this evil to teach us. And so we learn our lessons and we choose the right moral path like JD was talking about, but I just want to call this out. And that is a totally, um, Totally sideways perspective. Yes, yes. Uh, all of creation came from Creator. That that is true. But but that idea that evil was created for our good. This is a big fat lie, and it's a big fat lie that's going to be perpetuated uh, over and over and over again to bring us into acceptance. Of that which is evil, that now you start to run into language problems because if you if you do nothing but resist evil, you're actually making it stronger. You're pulling it into yourself. So this is again by way of technique, not truth and fact. Just technique that that works. Then when you when you go into acceptance about part of yourself, if you find evil inside yourself and uh, you stop trying to push it away and you welcome it and open to it and and uh, give that part of your self-love, then it it, it turns into something that is not your enemy anymore. But to try to pair up good and evil like they are the same thing, this is a lie, and you're going to hear it a lot more. Why? Because uh, people are rising in their faith, in their values, in their congregations. Pastor Tobias was finally arrested the other day. Why is he an enemy of the, uh, state we'll just use for lack of a better word. Why is he an enemy? Because he is carrying the message of faith, right? And it's something that is considered to be a danger right now and, and watch to see how they twist faith. And, uh, you know, so the Bible says we must try all spirits and, and you know, are, are, um, if if they pass the test, great. And you, and, but trying them, you 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 don't just accept things that people are saying. It's we're we're not in those times. God gave you free will. God gave you your own inner intelligence, your own perception, your own ability to have clarity. But if you're all programmed up to the nines and running with fear and resistance that desire to be controlled, the desire to have the love and approval from people around you, and the very foundational desire to survive, if you are run by all of that stuff, then you don't have clarity. You can't see, like JD said, basic right from wrong, that even a five-year-old, or I would say even a baby knows, right? We have that, it's installed. That's already there. And it's just the layers of programming that go on top and talk you out of your basic common sense, your own senses, your God-given senses. God gave you senses for a reason, right? Not so you can be talked out of them, not so you can be, uh, you know, philosophized because a a lot of the satanic agenda makes sense. It makes perfect sense on a logic level. Right. Yes, of course, Satan came from God because God is the creator. And then you walk away and you feel like you're done. But it's the it's the sideways part where they're saying that God intended evil. No, God intended free will. God gave you free will and what you were going to do with that. This is this is my internal joke with God. Was it a surprise to God when evil arose? I don't think that was God's plan personally. That, that would be a different, that would not be the God that I know. And all I know is the God I know. That's all I know, right? Nothing else can be taken for fact and you can churn on your beliefs and you can, you know, try to prove them every way upside down, sideways all day long. But it's your own pure knowing, your internal relationship. That's why I asked JD about his relationship with, with creator because that in no no one you can't know that right it's a very intimate personal question and it's the one that interests me the most because this is where we can sort it out you can have true clarity you can see those little sidelines we have a lot of people out there right now they might take uh, you know they might give you 75% knowledge they might give you 85% knowledge they might give you 99.9% knowledge and then 0.1% they are going sideways. They're taking you off the map, and so you have to have very powerful discrimination to see with your own eyes, and and not defer. And I've I've been uh, you know in the last twenty four hours twice I followed somebody else's lead, and I'm like, damn it, why did I do that? I should have looked in here. It wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't massively con- uh, uh, consequential, but uh, you know it's it's lessons nonetheless. That, that if you can't see the truth of it for yourself, and you're just deferring to somebody else, then that's not free will. That's not the gift that God gave you. And hello, Malcolm. Nice to see you. I'm going to be seeing you pretty soon as well. I hope everything's well from Sydney. Heartline Realm is uh, showing her butterflies. That's um, Isn't that trauma-based mind control, by the way, the, the butterflies? And uh, hello from New Zealand. Awesome, Cheryl. I'm glad you're here. Aura uh, Awakened from New Zealand as well. We have a serious uh, New Zealand faction in the house today. You, uh, Cheryl agrees wholeheartedly. That's why forgiveness is the golden rule. Love, that's all the law hangs on this. For, their, uh, for such there is no law. Yes, exactly. And there are t- only two foundational laws of God. One is, uh, darn it. <laughs> I always remember the second one is to love others as you would love yourself. What's the first one? It's not the golden rule. There's two laws of God. Darn it, I just heard this yesterday. It's funny how I couldn't keep that in my head. I'm going to have to write that down. And you're in Yosemite National Forest. That's awesome. That sounds very nice. <laughs> it sounds really nice. Uh, JC even more. Christ. Yep, Jesus Jesus Christ, I'm assuming you mean. So, yep, let's all um, acknowledge that. It was, it was interesting. Somebody led a prayer last night. And they led it to Jesus, and it, it made me realize all my life that people have been praying to Jesus. This is sideways. God doesn't say to pray to Jesus, to any anything, anyone, but but God, right? That's why when you know we can, JD and I can speak the same language, we know that we're talking to the same Creator, and uh, and then. Uh, so, you know, it was very fascinating because all my life I have heard people pray to Jesus, and you hear this, but it doesn't say that. That's not its not what God tells us to do, and Jesus doesn't say pray to me. I need to read a lot more of my own Bible, but I've been learning, and uh, thats it's not that way, but we're so used to hearing it that it, it didn't flag it until somebody told me later. Right? How how these things and it, you know and I'm in I'm in the throes and saying ooh ooh and ah, and everything seems so wonderful, and it's sideways, right? So it's taking a lot of vigilance these days. Love thy creator, love thy neighbor. That's it. <laughs> Carolyn got it. <laughs> love thy creator, love thy neighbor. Excellent, Carolyn. Thank you so much. It takes a whole village to make a podcast over here. God's own butterfly. First true story, Lisa. True story. So my apologies if I offended you. I, I didn't mean. And yeah, do no harm. Exactly. Do no harm. But I love this. Love thy creator and, and love thy neighbor. Exactly. That's so, that's so beautiful. It's so simple and it's uh, amazing that I cannot even hold that in my memory yet. Maybe after today. I'm going to say it again. Love thy creator, love thy neighbor, uh, and cause no harm or loss. Exactly. It's kind of different from do what thou wilt. Right, that's the opposite. I heard somebody also uh, mix and match that, and it was "Do what thou wilt" as long as you do no harm. It's like "Do what thou wilt" is satanic. This is uh, this is uh, not Anton LaVey, who's the other guy, Aleister Crowley. Uh, That's a quote, and that's how we came came up with the "Just Do It" Nike slogan. Right? All of these things they're so they're so little, but they're so powerful and they're so influential. So you got to pay a whole lot of attention right now. And uh, are, are Jesus and God the same? Sp- the same in the Holy Spirit? I think. I think. I thank Jesus, but I pray to God. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We all have to find our way. I think. I think you can't go wrong praying to God. And I believe when you, you when you bring Jesus in, my understanding, pray to God in Jesus' name. That's that's what I've learned from the Bible and uh, and what I know so far. But you can just go always go straight to God. Always, you can go straight to God. And I will to do God's will. <laughs> and that's the beautiful part, Lisa, that you, you it's the, the process of deprogramming yourself and continually aligning with God's will. What is God's will? And, and, and uh, there, there should be no opposing factors, your will and God's will. They are not against each other. You can merge thy will and, and my will. And, and it is perfectly peaceful and beautiful, although on one side of it, it's going to look really scary. And I've been totally uh, not seeing Rock Finn yet. Hello, Johnny cool. I'm so glad you're over there. Our Father, which art in heaven. That's how he said to pray. Yeah, beautiful. Our Father, which art in heaven. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've seen a lot of miracles of prayer in the last 48 hours. It has been insane. I feel like I still can't talk about it. It's stupid. I'm. I'm not. I'm not teasing you guys. I just need a better understanding about what I can talk about and what I can't without uh, shooting myself in the foot. And uh, yeah, our Father. Uh, that's why I was asking about adoption because it's it's a, a, a little bit strange to think of adoption and and certainly the Bible doesn't say go go find someone to be adopted by but it it sounded to me like that's more of a symbolic thing if I was understanding I actually have to go back and often listen to my own podcasts and and hear again so I can get it straight Arthur Pulowski is still fighting as well yes um, uh, pretty sure that guy's controlled op though just so you know I'm just going to blurt that out most of the characters in the story controlled op right they were ready for us they were it was planned a whole a whole we, we don't watch watch the regular tv so they planned a whole different show for us and so uh take everything that you that you hear with that grain of salt john ten thirty. the father and i are one well that's pretty clear andre thank you for sharing that's, pre- that's pretty darn clear right and when i when i discover truth inside myself, there are no lines, there are no individuals, there are no characters. It, it, it's not the reality of it, right? The splitting out of things, even in my work with the archetypes, the splitting out of those archetypes is, is for this the sole purpose of coming back into wholeness inside of yourself. That's That's what healing means, wholeness. No more split personalities, no parts no father and I even. Now that gets into satanic realm when you start to say, well, I'm God, right? That's different. It's like, no, I am a child of God. I am the temple of, of God's energy. And and so anyway, it's uh, very easy to misinterpret and, and take things sideways. I think the result is in your works. What do you do with it? What is the result of it on the other side? Not again needing to be held hostage by our own words. That is not the intention. We are spelled, but we are not actually bound by that spell unless we act like we are bound by that spell. Cheryl said uh, that was the words of Jesus Christ. All the law hangs on such one law love, love, Matthew. Yeah, beautiful. That's awesome. Seven teachings. I was actually going to ask him, Darren. Truth, honesty, love, respect, wisdom, humility, and courage. Great amount of doing what you want can be lived within those. Exactly. I mean, there's so much freedom, right? When you, when you when you do no harm. Now, now the flip side of it, I'll just I'll just contradict myself right in the same sentence because the flip side of it is it. When you're truly following sacred purpose, you are a servant. And it's not, you don't wake up in the morning saying, what do I feel like doing today? What do I feel like doing now? It's not like that, right? I'm not a perfect example, but if, if my life is any example at all, and this becomes increasingly more as, a, as, as I uh, will my will to God's will, I turn more into a servant. It's not doing what I want to do. I even kind of hit the point where I don't want to do any of this anymore. I really don't, but I'm recognizing and I'm praying for guidance to see, you know, is that, is that my will, arguing with God's will, and I really need to know, so please pray for me. So much for Rockfin. Did Rockfin die? It seems to be, seems to be on Johnny Cool. Did it uh, crash for some reason? Shouldn't do. I still see it. Anyway, I, I love you guys. I'm I'm glad you were able to come out. Uh, I can definitely see the shadow banning. It was interesting. I had more people on the stream for um, the announcement about this than I did for this. So it appears to be quite shadowbent. And Michelle was here. Hello, Michelle and Isness. I don't know if I shouted it out to you, but thank you so much. You, you, you uh, met JD as well. He's a very beautiful spirit when you sit with him. Uh, I, I don't know if it came across as, as much as it could in person, but um, he's a very soft, beautiful energy. Uh, so we're, we wish him well, absolutely. So um, And uh, it, he he says, I'm deleting your comments. no. I'm not deleting your comments, slight worker. <clears throat> I am not. It's probably YouTube if you're it looks like you're on YouTube. YouTube does that. And uh and yes, uh, Odessa, I, I heard she interviewed him as well, and they and they talked about uh Peoples of the Salmon. So that uh that came off the the list today for some reason. So that uh was I would have <laughs> I would have, but something may have changed in the last 24 hours. I don't know what that is. Hello, Virginia, dare Nice to see you. So yeah, I'll have to catch that interview. Uh, things are changing moment to moment. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so uh, hello, Stephanie Martin. Rockfin is still on. Luke, yep, it really is. Uh, Eden, Eden. The den is the whole. Let me put this up. So the den is the whole or whole. E equals energy. D-E-N equals whole. Eden is the wholeness we must reach. Nice. That's beautiful. I love it. Alrighty. Well, I, uh, I love you guys. I will, by the way, be back on tomorrow with uh, Edward J. Robin. He, he calls himself a paraclete. Uh, that is uh, similar to minister. It means advocate of uh, of God, I believe. And so we're going to be talking about the Bible and common law and some of the uh, esoteric nature, uh, esoteric is a wrong word, but the, the spiritual nature of the law. And uh, so join us again tomorrow at, I believe it's, um might be same time tomorrow. Let me just double check so I don't contradict myself. Ugh, I don't have it on my calendar. Anybody? Janine, are you still on? Darn it. I lost control you guys if you're not hearing me uh, from me by email I apologize it's been uh, absolutely over the top managing what I'm managing at this stage of the game holding on so god is is all of knowing evil is the opposite of knowing which god knows doesn't exist yeah i see evil as a vacuum right? If, if, uh, if God is love, then evil is a vacuum of love. It is desire. If it, the, the way I just had to, you know, explain it inside my own head and heart and do that soul searching, especially when the pandemic hit and we saw the evidence of the true evil that's there. And, you know, how did Satan fall from grace? And I think it was using free will for desire, right? That free Because will is the opposite of desire. And, and when will goes unconscious, it turns into desire, turns into wanting, turns into lack, debt, right? That's where, that's where our whole debt system comes from, the, the, the belief that will is not there. Because the moment that you access will, you almost inevitably have a breakthrough. You should see the miracles that I've seen in the last 48 hours from through prayer using my will and not and, and we say will but we're actually wanting right that's that's the problem the words are escaping us we don't know what true will is that's your that's the thing god gave you your free will your power to make decisions in every moment for the good for the not good and so satan fell into into desire and kept falling and falling and falling until the evacuation was complete, it was over, and there was no turning back. And, and the, that suicide mission, it's, its only job now is to pull in as many souls as it can. It cannot recover from that state. That's why I believe that, that God is telling us that, that, it is, that the end is nigh, that it is near for, for that force. It can only consume itself. That's why we have to exercise our own free will and not consent even tacitly to these things. (laughs) Eat some oranges and have fun. Yeah, that's good, Evan. (laughs) I need oranges. Hoping to get some oranges today. And uh, thank you, Cheryl. I I so appreciate your uh, presence, actually, your divine presence as well rest in peace to Rob Skiba. Yes, I heard that. And that's kind of a weird one. I was actually, somebody recommended him to me the other day because he has a very good biblical take on flat earth. And, uh, and then he literally died the next day. Craziness, right? So my condolences if he was a contact of yours as well. And, uh, yeah, so so many things to unravel. I will see you again here tomorrow. And I'm pretty sure I should know. Okay, let me open. I'm going to open a tab and confirm what time I'm back here tomorrow. Um, so Edward J. Robin, it's on understanding God's law. That's a little play on words, understanding, because you, you, we're trying to take that word understanding out of our vocabulary right now, because it means to stand under, but God is the one thing that you can understand. <laughs> the one thing, if you stand under God, you're good, right? And so I was, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to catch that understanding God's law, but that's what we're going to be talking to Edward J. Robin tomorrow about. Again, he considers himself a, a minister, uh, a paraclete, an advocate for the Holy Spirit, and so we are going to hear what he has to say. And I'm going to make a disclaimer that anybody I have on these shows, I am not, uh, I am not uh, promoting and, uh, being, being on in their movement necessarily. I have my own movement. It's called Beth Martins, that uh, the flavor of, of Beth Martins. And if you'd like to be around, that's great. You can always visit my website, BethMartins.com. There are many, many interviews. I believe I'm at 150 something interviews in, um, uh, it's it been eighteen months of the pandemic, and uh, so you're going to hear a lot of different perspectives, a lot of people's truths. What I want you to see is is how people take the truth in their own hands, and they uh, listen to God when God says, "Get out and and speak to your people. Get out and do something. Take courageous actions. Step out of your comfort zone." Right? If we there's a higher cost than ever to staying in our comfort zone. We are lost there in the comfort zone. Uh, You know, so it's by stepping out that also it keeps you very humble. I recently did that. I stepped so far out of my comfort zone. It was uh, the most intense thing practically that I've ever done. And I didn't even think I was going to do more intense things, things, but here we are. Uh, And it keeps you in a place of true um, childlikeness, humility, because you don't know. And you have to turn to creator and be a child of God and walk in faith. If we've ever been called to faith, it is now. But that's not blind faith, because that's not faith at all. I write about this in my book. If you haven't got a copy of my book yet, it's not too late (laughs) to order. We can still get mail without injections. And uh, I can still send mail without injections, which is good so you can uh, visit my website, BethMartins.com. My book's name is Journey. It is a map of archetypes to find lost purpose in a sea of meaninglessness. And, uh, yeah, your ancestor, William Patterson, founded the Central Bank of England. Wow. Sorry for that. <laughs> That's a great joke, Evan. And I'm, yeah. Wow. Craziness. And, uh, Stephanie, uh, RJ Reynolds was your ancestor. I don't know who that is. And uh, thank you, Ronan. I appreciate, yeah, it's so far, so far I'll carry on. Things might change. I, I do feel like something needs to change or give at this stage. Something's going to shift. I don't know what it could be exactly. And I'm just praying on that. So I think I'll leave it at that for today. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Malcolm, if you're still on, I will see you soon and uh do come on tomorrow it is is 2 p.m did i say this 2 p.m central time tomorrow here on these channels i assume a fake book youtube and especially rockfin will all be live we got to go live on all the channels today even though it looked to be censored okay have a great rest of your day and i will see you tomorrow bye for now peace out (laughs)